You all ready to join me today in our trip to outer space? Yeah. Albert Shivers. The Matrix doesn't happen. That's very true. Come along quietly or not. They don't have to like it, but they're going to see what happens. Goodbye, wimps. And now, without further ado, from Albert Shivers. The general concept is that creativity flourishes in in an atmosphere of freedom. You are listening to the first station on your dial. WCNW, operating on a frequency of 1,500 kilocycles in Brooklyn, New York. Hello, Lydia. What seems to be the problem? Well, it started about two weeks ago. I got this terrible obscene phone call. It's happened several times since then, and now it's to the point where I'm afraid to answer my own phone. Let's see it. Hello folks and welcome to another episode of the Planet Shivers podcast. I am Albert Shivers and Nick is on the podcast today. He came on to talk about his hip-hop and his comedy work and we go all the way through it. Before we get to Nick though, I just want to remind you all, Mando Alberto, the short collage film that I have been working on for a long time, is very, very close to being done. Like I said before, its final destination will probably land it on YouTube. And I'll be throwing out all kinds of news and the links as episodes go on here and on social media. You can find that information and stuff about my art on Instagram at Albert Shivers and of course at www.albertshivers.com. We are vigorously approaching episode 100 and I'm excited to have Nick as episode 91 on this countdown to 100. A lot of cool guests coming up, but you'll see as time progresses. For now, let's jump right into things with Nick, and I will catch you on the other side. Cocoa Puffs are a delicious part of any well-balanced breakfast. They're good for you, which parents love, and they taste like candy, which I love. I can't help it. I'm cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. And now, all expecting mothers can look for new bio-infused Cocoa Puffs. Give your child the extra boost with chocolate milk. Do not take a pregnant nursing. Nick Barbati, or as he is known on stage, Alfonso Adams, thanks for doing the show. Thanks for having me, man. So let's just jump right in. Um, first of all, you, you do music, you rap. Yep. Tell me a little bit about that. Uh, well, I... Uh... Started with a friend of mine some years ago, uh, freestyling. I had tried before that a couple times, and it was trash. It really was. It was terrible. And um, then uh, some years, you know, got embarrassed, and some years later I was hanging out with that friend, and we're having some beers and hanging out, and he was showing me that, you know, and it uh, just kind of came out really well and did that for a few years. And then the one day I was like, you know, I should write some of these beats because I screenshotted them on my phone mm-hmm. so I'd remember them because they were, they were hot. <laughs> so I was like, I should write to some of these. Mm-hmm. So I started doing that and didn't even know what an open mic was and then somehow found out through a friend of my sister's who that friend owned uh, an open mic or ran one. So I went there and did that. And started doing it, and then I had a job where 
this guy was a break dancer and his crew had a thing at Music Fest. So then I got in there. So within a year of figuring, writing and figuring out what an open mic was, I performed at Music Fest a couple mm-hmm. times on like one of those big stages. Right. And um, I've just been doing it ever since and going out and uh, just doing mics and had a couple couple small shows and uh, trying to get more. So still doing that. And I got some new stuff in the works. Okay. As we all do. <laughs> what, what kind of rap were you listening to before you started? <clears throat> um, you ever hear of Atmosphere? Yes. Yeah. That's what got me into it in the first place. Because, okay. you know, I... My sisters, when I was younger, were listening to, like, 50 Cent and, like, uh, Jeezy and stuff like okay. that. And I'm like, what? what is this? They're just <laughs> talking over the music. I'm like, you know, Metallica's where it's at. <laughs> that was, like, my whole thing. And then I, I heard Atmosphere, and I was like, oh, okay. There's actually, like, a story to it. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And then that was... Around the same time, kind of, I started freestyling, and then it all just came together there. So, Atmosphere, Cunning Linguist, um, and then, you know, of course, Eminem, and uh, Dre, and, um, like, that 90s boom-bap storytelling okay. shit, you gotcha. know, a lot of stuff like that. So, you, from if I understand your story, where you were doing beats prior to writing... Any lyrics or things? Uh, I was playing instruments. Okay. Uh, I wouldn't say I was doing beats necessarily too much. I think I... No, I didn't even try it on my phone on GarageBand until mm-hmm. uh, a little while after. But I started out playing bass, and I was doing that for a little bit, a few years, and playing guitar and a little bit of drums here and there. Still do. And then I uh, just kind of got into that and um I, w- I was playing music with this guy and uh i guess i won't say his name and um mm-hmm. <laughs> um and that kind of just didn't go anywhere it was falling apart and you know when you're working with people it's always like everyone has to agree yeah. obviously so at that time it was not really there too much and i was like well if i write raps and i like it then i'm done you know right. i don't yeah. have to wait for anyone right. else so then i kind of took that route and uh, still played instruments a little, but definitely not as much and really focused on writing a lot okay. more. What kind of raps are you trying to write? Like, do you lean one subject matter or the other? Are you trying to tell stories? What What are your lyrics? Oh, like? definitely stories. Uh, it ends up being about life, you know, of course, vaguely saying. And uh, mm-hmm. there's a lot in there in every song that, like, a lot of it's like personal stuff. So like okay. if you if you know me, like you can like everyone says you can get to know me through my music, but you can. <laughs> a lot of it you won't understand unless you know the stories. Right. But uh, just uh, even just like the wordplay, even if there's no story or if I'm like making up one, it's just uh, the wordplay of it all and making it all work together is just uh, a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. You know, just. And it's gotten to a point where I can sit down and just hear a beat and then it just starts going, which came from all that freestyling for so long that uh, as soon as I hear something, I could just think of something right away Mm -hmm. and then start going from there. And, you know, you got to start somewhere. So that point might not be the strongest, obviously, but then you work from there and then it really gets into the meat of it and then it really becomes something. And then you can always like go back to the beginning and work it all the way through and make it like a story. But yeah, stories and um, 
you know, love and it's being sad and like just stuff, shitty things that happen, mm-hmm. good things, just everything pretty much in there, you know. And how do you like performing in front of people? Oh, it's great. It's okay. it's the best. <laughs> it's the best feeling. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, obviously better when it goes well. Yeah. Which it always does. <laughs> but I mean, it didn't always, you know, mm-hmm. like thinking back to when I first started and uh, how it was, you know, my delivery was kind of like this and mm-hmm. like, you know, Gangstar made that cool being uh, the king of monotone, I think right. it's called. Um, <laughs> you know, that's cool. But uh, then as it, you know, you get better at anything over time and realize what you didn't do and should have done and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, it's just great. I just love it so much. I love going up there and I don't know, I just don't get nervous. I just can't wait for my turn. Yeah. <laughs> Any particular instances stand out? As like screwing up? No, no. As, oh, as, good as, times? Like, yeah, yeah. <sighs> yeah, actually, uh, last week I went to the fun house, which I was on the fence about going just because I just kind of didn't want to. You know, when it's cold, I'm like... Well, this is when it takes some time off to write and focus right. on myself. And right. it's really it's just cold. So. And just for, for this, the Fun House is a, is a place in Bethlehem. Oh, yes. The Fun House is a, your favorite dive bar in Bethlehem. Mm-hmm. It's, it's great. It's, you know, nice and uh, kind, kind of small. And every band that plays there, every piece of music you hear is great. The staff is great. I love that place so much. Cool. It, it's the bar that like you're waiting to find, you right. know. And uh, yeah, so I went there on Monday, and it was one of those nights where like the whole crowd, everyone there was listening to everybody because you know it's a bar, and some people aren't there for that thing that's happening. They're on mm-hmm. the other side talking to each other, which is fine. Uh, but everybody was listening and into it and paying full attention to everybody, so that was great. Then I went to Black and Blue on Wednesday, okay. which was actually my birthday. And um, the same thing with that crowd, too. And that place is great, too, if you've ever been there. The aesthetics yeah, there are amazing. Yeah. The open mic is great. Um, the host puts on, you know, a really good, uh, it's just a good atmosphere and mm-hmm. everything coagulates really well. And it went really well there, too. And everyone was listening. And, like, you know, to the point where, like, I would say the punchlines and they'd be like, oh, shit, you know. (laughs) (laughs) So it's just, it was a good feeling. And then um, just besides that, pretty much every time, like, lately in the past year or so, it's the ones that weren't that great, you don't really remember. But, Yeah. yeah, pretty much every time at every place, people pay attention and they're all really good. Cool. Yeah. Do you um do you ever go to the Old Mill Pub? Yes. Yeah, I love that place too. Yeah, yeah. I've been there uh, a bunch of times mm-hmm. for their open mic nights <laughs> and kind of watched that place explode into it like a really super did. to the point where like when I started going there with some friends, you there was plenty of room. There was almost you know yeah not enough room on the or plenty of room on the roster. And on the sign-up list. Mm-hmm. And now I, like, you have to call ahead to get a spot. Like, you just got jam-packed. I know, yeah. I feel bad. Um, it, whenever I do go there, I'll, I'll message someone, like Vanessa or someone, going there, can you sign me up? And, be, yeah. and I'm like, you know, or I could just get there earlier. But you have to get there, like, an Real, hour yeah. before sign-ups yeah. Yeah. And, and get in there. But, yeah, that place is great, too. I love, you know, again, the aesthetics and everything. Everyone who goes there is... 
an amazing musician. They all just switch to seamlessly and they can all play yeah. everything. And yeah, that place is great. I normally don't make it there uh, because Funhouse is Monday and that's Tuesday. Yeah, so okay. I'm at Funhouse really late. And then gotcha. uh, yeah, I used to you know work on Tuesdays. Um, so I'd be all burnt out from the night before. And I'm like... Oh, I need to rest. <laughs> so mostly wouldn't make it there, but I'm going to try to uh, coming up. Yeah, yeah I, ha- I haven't been in a while. I kind of, I lo- once it was so hard to sign up, I kind of lost patience. And it became such like a, not a game, but it became such a race. And it felt slimy, just like what you're saying. It felt slimy. To be calling people and yeah. asking favors. So I was like, you know, I don't... Because I don't, I don't they were probably this. thinking <clears throat> most people are too nice to... No, everyone's too nice to be like, we can just get here earlier, you know. To, but yeah. I'm sure they're thinking that. And I'm like, yeah, I should just try to get there earlier. But yeah, I, I hate doing that too. But, but yeah, supposedly um, it's still cooking. Yeah. I know you know um, Brother Bear. You've you run across him, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he was just doing, there was an art show yesterday, last night, at an art show here, a gallery here, uh-huh. and they had music, and he was doing the music, and I briefly spoke to him, and he was telling me that the Old Mill Pub is still cooking. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, Even good the hear. last time I was there, it was, uh, I, I guess, kind of a slower-ish night, but it was still packed, like the yeah. list was still full. The place wasn't like as full, but... Even not as full for that place is still a lot of fucking people. So yeah, yeah, and and you're right. Like they all are super talented, and I've mm-hmm. glommed a lot of podcast guests <laughs> to that old mill pub and yeah. meeting people and talking to them. Yeah, I'm that sure. Kind of thing. Cool. So you also do stand up. Yep. Which is very cool. And um, so how how did you find yourself in that? Um. Well, I've always been hilarious. Uh, <laughs> uh, one of my friends um, told me about it because he did it like a few years before that. This was like 2019, so before the shutdown. Mm-hmm. And Bethlehem Brew Works had a comedy open mic in the basement. And that, that was a really good one, too. And he told me about that. Yeah, you should come. Just try it out. Just come try it out. And I was like... Yeah, okay, because along with all these lyrics on my phone, I have some notes of like, hey, I think this is kind of funny. Hey, mm-hmm. And I've had so many, around then and since then, so many ridiculous things happen that I always used to get mad. Like, why is this happening to me? And now mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, thank you, God. Because yeah. <laughs> they're so funny. Mm-hmm. So I started doing that. And uh, you don't realize how not funny your stories about work are until you're in front of a crowd yeah. of strangers in a bar. Yeah. Yeah. And then, so, that it didn't, I didn't, like, bomb, but it just wasn't that good. Mm-hmm. And, um, but that didn't deter me from, like, stop. Nothing's oh, good. Yeah. You're not good the first time you do something. Right. Right. You know. Um, so, then I just kept doing that. And uh, it's been a little bit since I've, I've done that, like, maybe a, a month or so. Because mm-hmm. I've been doing the music at right. more open mics lately. Gotcha. But yeah, just got into that because a friend told me about it and um, been doing it ever since, pretty much. Did you ever do the the open mic, the Easton Comedy Offensive open mic? No. That's a good one. Yeah, I don't know if they're still doing it, 
Oh. It's an open mic because I see their ads or they share it. I know most of those guys, yeah. but I guess I never really looked at it long enough because our attention span is so short. Because mm. there's like a list of names on it, so I thought yeah. it was a show. Some of them are shows. So okay. from what I from what I understand, the Easton Comedy Offensive is like a group, the group. that do shows. Yeah. But they're... I don't know the name of the street, but there's this weird ass street in Easton. Easton, yeah, I thought it was and, um, it's just like small little apartments, and there's even art galleries mixed in there. And one of the <clears throat> one of the gallery owners opened up their gallery for an open mic comedy show. Is it the? Uh, it's not the wine place. It's no. a different. It's like a, a weed bar or something like that. No, this is. I wish I can tell you the name of the street. Yeah. But it's like one of those alleyway streets. We it's not you can't even really put a car down it. It's right. tight for a car. Oh, yeah, yeah, and Easton, yeah. <laughs> so it's one of those weird streets. Yeah. And um like I the, all the names are escaping me, but all those guys, all those Easton comedian guys yeah. are there working out and then it's an open mic. And those are always fun. Like I I did a few of those and they were always fun. Okay. Yeah, I got to look more into that and uh, get to their stuff. And there used to be a place here called Poconuts, which, okay, fine. That's what they chose. But they had good open mics for comedy, too. Yeah. But that sounds like a name now. I would pick for something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but they're, they're closed now. Ah. Uh, um, ah, nuts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So um, you sounds like you draw a lot from your life. Yeah, okay, gotcha. Yeah. What without needing to, you don't have to do a routine. Oh. Like, get like, what's like an example of a funny thing? Of just <laughs> of a piece of um, material like you chose from work or life or. Uh. <laughs> um, even a story from an open mic. Okay. Um. Trying to think of one. They're all so long, but I guess we have time. So, uh, the the one I used to work at this place where we made doors, and the boss was like one of those guys that would stand behind you and watch you work. Like, um, mm-hmm. uh, Nick, look, I know it was Nick, but it still is, right? And I'm like, yeah, dude. Like, it was just like weird, like that. Like, mm-hmm. Nick, we need to have a word. Um, come into my office, and I'm like, ah, dude. Can you rephrase that a little bit, please? Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, yeah, sorry. Uh, come inside my orifice, please, Nick. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, the, the first that one was better. Worse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, there was shit like that. And um, everyone thought it was really funny that I would do an impression of him because it was mm-hmm. like spot on. I think that's why I got fired. Okay. Pretty sure he caught wind of it. Okay. <laughs> that's a, that, you know, that's a cool way to get fired, though. <laughs> yeah. You're gonna get fired. I, you know, thinking back, one of those things. Thinking back, I could have, I could have been a little quieter, you know, about it, like not mm-hmm. yelling it through the the workshop. But it was funny to me, so I, I just mm-hmm. did it. And um, another time, I worked with this guy who <clears throat> used to be one of my friends, and um, he, uh, we started. It was this shitty, dingy little warehouse, and um, he was so like nervous about the bosses and nervous all the time like he wouldn't go to the bathroom because like the phone might ring it's like dude they'll call back like he's on the phone like with the truck drivers like yeah i know yeah 
uh huh, yeah, yeah. And it's like a middle, it's like a mid forties got truck driver guy on the other end of right. the line. You know he's not reciprocating yeah. that. He's just like, hey, I'll be, I'll be there. At definitely like, not as flowery. Yeah, I'll be there at like one thirty. You know, uh, maybe mm-hmm. one forty. Yeah, okay. If you if you need us to stay late, we can do that. Yeah, uh, or you know, whenever you whenever you can get here. Yeah, I, I just said I'll be there at um like one forty maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. I'm like so nervous all the time. So he was on the phone with um one of the owners daughters who works in the office he's talking to her and the the phone rings in the office so i went and grabbed it and i saw that it was our boss so i was just like hey hold on he's right here and i handed him the phone so he's walking around with two phones like this i wish they could see it. walking around with two phones yeah and like a, what is it a chameleon their eyes can go different yes. ways yeah, yeah, so yeah, like yeah. one eye went to like each phone you know and he's like yeah i'm like dude tell us Tell him, like, I'll call back or something or call someone back. What are you getting from two phone calls at one time? Mm-hmm. And, and it, oh, my God, it was so funny. It was the funniest thing I'll ever see in my life. I know it might not sound that funny now. Oh, but. no, no, yeah. I'm, I wasn't. <laughs> I'm putting you on the spot to perform. Don't, so don't, don't take it that way. No, no, it's fine. It's, it's so I, funny. I had done um, an open mic in Pinardial and figured that if I bomb it's Pinardial and no one I know is going to be there yeah and I could disappear just as easily as I showed up like the cat in the hat <laughs> and it was just an open mic round like you could do anything it wasn't just comedy right and the place was brand new the owners were enthusiastic and they were so excited for their open mic and most of it was musicians so when they they had you write down who you were and what you're doing they were very excited that someone was going to be there to do comedy. And right before me um, was, I don't know, let's just say she was 10. 10-year-old, maybe 11-year-old girl covering um, all about that bass. <laughs> and I'm on, on to, what, playing it on something? Or no, it's just, just so singing she it? had like... There was somebody, an adult, or somebody put up a, uh, a phone or something behind her. Oh, yeah. And played just an audio track. Oh, yeah, yeah. And she like stood the there with a the little mic, and yeah. this little girl sang the whole song. And I'm, and I'm right, how am I, what, what? what and, then I I come, and then I come up next, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what am I supposed to do? And I salvaged it, but... Nothing I ever could have done would have been better than that little girl singing that song. Yep. And I just reserved myself to the fact of okay, this it's just there's you, you're this is just a freebie. Like you can just do what you want. Yeah. Because it doesn't matter. And then um, right after me was a, two guys on guitar doing Freebird. So it was quite the sandwich. I, I, so I was no way sandwich. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Right in between that, yeah. One time I was at the the lakeside, um, and it was a dad with his two kids, and the one the girl was maybe the same age as that, and like the the son was a little younger. He was on piano, dad was something I don't know, but the girl was on like a violin or something, and like they were better than like if they stopped playing that night and I started playing until my next birthday, I would never be as good as they were, and I was like. They should have went 
last. How's <laughs> anyone else going to follow that up? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're amazing, so. But, I mean, you know, it's it's tough like that. Like, if somebody goes up and does a good comedy set and I'm going to do music, I'm like, ah, you know, it's but it's a different thing. That thing yeah. is done and then right. you're coming up to do yours, so you can't really get, even if you're doing the same thing, you can't get discouraged because it's like, yeah, Oh, yeah, I think it's even, like, if you're doing the same thing, I don't mind, like, doing the comedy open mics. If somebody does real well ahead of me, that does two things for me. First of all, like, okay, you you loosen everybody up. Yes. Which is integral. Yes. And you've kind of put a little bit of flame under my ass to go, okay... Now what's I have the, to get up there. All right, what's going right. on? Every, yeah, yeah. Like you, you gotta bring it because now mm-hmm. that person set that bar. Yep, exactly. So if you don't want to get lost in the shuffle, you gotta yeah. have to step it up somehow. And I, like, how when you're on stage, how how much off the cuff do you do? How much planned material do you do? It depends where you are, um, like. Steel stacks, they're, uh, unless people are sitting in like the first row or two, it's harder to hear. Well, I guess that's a good example. It depends where you are. Like the fun house, they're like right there. So yeah. people shout out things. Yeah, I guess if like they're closer, it's easier, you know, to hear them. Because there was times where someone said something and I'm like, what? And then he said it again and I still didn't hear it. I was like, what? He's like, oh, never mind. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, so I missed that. So it's not a lot. Um, but it happens. I would say 95% is probably written stuff that I just do. Yeah. But, you know, I, I want to get better and we all need to get better at off the cuff work in the Mm -hmm. crowd, you know, that whole thing. Um, but it doesn't happen too, too much, but I kind of want it to more because then I can get better Mm -hmm. at it. But also it's, you know, that's the more nerve wracking part than getting up there in the first place. Right. You know, it's like, well, if someone says something, what do I say? Yeah. So, you know. One one thing that I started to do was wherever I was doing the open mic, I do like a big detailed scan of the place. Because naturally, you know... Comedy is, you got to be relatable somehow. Yes. Yeah. People are going to laugh. They're laughing maybe because mostly because they relate to what you're saying one way or another. Yeah. They may not have the job with the effeminate boss on two phones, <laughs> but, <laughs> but they know they know the situation. Yeah. Um, so I'll like scan the room and just like, what can I, is, is there anything that I could latch on to yeah. here and kind of run with? At the Panarjo open mic, for whatever reason, they didn't have a stage. So they just had those, like, velvet ropes that you see in the bank. <laughs> kind of around where you were supposed to stand. Okay, well, I'm the teller, right? Like, you're playing the bank teller, and you're telling them something, right? right. <laughs> so I had gone up there, and they're velvet ropes, and they're fun to touch anyway. Yeah, they're nice. So I stood there, because I, I had to break up... The, oh, what a cute kid singing Nicki Minaj or whatever, whoever it was. Yeah. To me. I don't even know. Yeah. And the material I had written wasn't dirty, but it, you know, there needed to be a bridge. A bridge needed to be built between the girl 
and me. <laughs> and um, so I went up there and stood there in silence, which felt like forever. But it was probably like 10 seconds. Yeah. And just felt the rope. <laughs> and everyone's just looking. I went, oh, oh, God, sorry. Okay, I'm back. And then went into my thing. But it just like, I needed to pull to, them. Oh, to break it up for a second. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah, it always helps to have that little bit of a pause or like right. something that like they're looking at, and then yeah. it's weird. I hope. Did you mention anything about like even the the funniest part, like what she did? You know, a little girl, and then you coming up to do comedy. Like, oh, what a what a difference in that, you know? See, I I, I thought about it, but that would have been too too obvious, right? <laughs> would have been a little obvious, but when I felt the velvet rope. I realized that I, okay, I had their attention. So you didn't need. To so say I don't. That. I didn't feel like I needed because I had. I know I had something in my head mm-hmm. to say about her, and she's a kid, so you gotta tread lightly. I don't need like some penarchal parents after me. Just talking but, shit on their kid. Right, yeah. I know, right. <laughs> so I knew okay, like they're all looking at me. I have their attention. Let me just go into the planned shtick here, mm-hmm. but. So yeah, I'll always like look at a room like okay, this is this can be I, can I pull can I juice any humor at anything here mm-hmm. that someone can go can look right at and go oh that's funny and then you got them yeah it's like okay uh, there is actually so instead of like working off the crowd like going off the cuff is um, if someone goes up before me and they say something. And I won't even say a thing like directly related to what they said. It's just it'll make me think of something else. Mm-hmm. That like, oh yeah, I, d- I have a thing about it'll you know it'll be related kind of, but I'll be like, oh I have a thing about that or whatever, and then or uh, or even sometimes I go off of that, blah blah blah. But that'll help me. Like I'll have the list of stuff that I'm looking at and studying, and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna say this, this, and this. Then they say something, I'm like. Okay, well, let me delete that one thing because then okay. I could say that for two minutes or so, right. and yeah, so it'll it'll change like literally right before I go up sometimes because right. oh, yeah. someone else will make me think of something. And I'm sure that happens with all of us mm-hmm. too, you know. Is uh, I for, I forget what, but I think uh, I forget who it was too, but said something off of one thing that I said once, and I was like, oh yeah, okay, and that was funny for all of us because it was kind of one of those moments where it kind of came full circle. Mm-hmm. Right, like NASCAR, right. even though it's an oval, right. I know. <laughs> but, it, you know, stuff like that happens mm-hmm. uh, a lot, too. So okay. it's always fun because then, then you get excited. You're like, oh, now I like have something that they already heard kind of. And then, you know, they liked that part of that. So then if I continue it, then I already at least have that one thing there, you know, instead of I don't know if they'll relate to the other things I have. But I know that one part at least is already in the air. So. Right. They can get on board with that. I gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. So how long have you... When did you start doing stand-up open mics? Uh, 2019. Uh, right before the... Uh, well, like the summer before the uh, the plague. And then... Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and then I think I did it a couple times in 2020. Because there was still a place or two, I think. Or, or maybe okay. not even. And then uh, last year, you know, 21, did it more... Cool. Again, and then this year, been doing it, you know, more as well. Um, my friend hosts an open comedy open mic at Tally Ho in Bethlehem okay. on Thursday, seven to nine. There you go. <laughs> Nick Cerniglia is the host. Hit him up. 
and uh, that that's a good one. You know, it's just um, it's it's a good atmosphere for like the one time I went there and there wasn't too many people because I think like the week before or the day it was music fest or gonna be it was something like that where something was happening so there was only a few of us and uh, it turned into like a comedy workshop because okay. someone was up and she's like all right so what do you guys think about this and then we're all like throwing in input and whatever mm. helping out so sometimes that place becomes that too nice. so that's nice but yeah uh been like i guess two and a half years kind of doing it okay cool yeah. But I also have um, these other things of like all the, these friends that I've had, even besides that guy with the two phones, okay, who's yeah. not the effeminate boss. Those are two different guys. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> I just combine them into one. Yeah, it, they're kind. They're kind of the same in some ways. I, I mean, the, you know, talking with your right. yeah, uh huh, and yeah. then the uh, Nick. You know, it's it's very close. So. Okay. Um, <laughs> I used to be the guy that I started rapping with, that who I'm also not friends with anymore. That okay. happens a lot in my stories. Is yeah, I used to be friends with this guy. Okay. Um, <laughs> a lot of stories are with him, and I realized I could do a pretty good Morgan Freeman. It's not mm-hmm. spot on, but it's damn close. Yeah. So I took this voice and I started doing like uh, <clears throat> I started doing a narration. Of like recording it on my computer, telling the stories of things that happen, and it kind of goes back and forth between him and me, even though okay. because they're both me. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's like, you know, oh, did this really happen? And I'm like, yes, I heard it from multiple sources. I was there, right. so I'm working on those. Those are almost cool. done. So <clears throat> keep an eye out on the YouTube, Alfonso Adams, A T O M S. Um, and I came up with that because it used to be Adams, but then I changed it to Adams. Right. You know? Yeah. Because Adams was the road that I lived on. I was like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But then I was like, Adams, like the molecule, because they're positively charged at the nucleus, the center, right? Like all of us are. We try to stay mm-hmm. positive. But they're surrounded by electrons, which are negatively charged. And we're surrounded by negativity sometimes, you know? So you got to okay. do your best to keep it out. But life is all about both you know it yeah there's positive and negative but it takes both sides to make the battery work yeah right there you go (laughs) so um i'm I'm working on that there's quite a few stories with that guy so those will be out soon cool hopefully and uh me saying it on here is gonna kick me kick myself in my own ass to get it done it's really close but yeah it'll make me actually finish it (laughs) before we wrap this up um as we're talking so you you rap mm-hmm. and you do your comedy. Both of them are things that you are <clears throat> solo things, mm-hmm. and I can relate to that. Do you like to work solo? Yeah, because I would. I mean, I would like to collaborate with people on a song here and there. You know, yeah, why not? Right. right. But uh, yeah, I mean, I I do. It would just be nice to have like someone else there sometimes to be like, hey, how did that sound? What do you think of this? Mm-hmm. You know. But yeah, I like working solo, and I like the both of them because the similarity in it is the punchline, right? Yeah. Obvi- yeah. Obviously, in comedy, comedy obviously they don't <laughs> they don't quite rhyme exactly, but they could. Um, <laughs> I'll remember that one. Right. But then I like that in in the song too because it just you can kind of tell when it's coming and it sets up for that moment 
and you can have like kind of more of them in a row or whatever but i don't know i just really like that too and i have a couple new songs coming out also so the ones that are other people's beats that like they say free those are on youtube but otherwise spotify and soundcloud and all the other ones are ones that like if you hear me on there i made those mm -hmm. or bought the rights to it but i usually don't i just make them if i'm gonna right. put it on there mm -hmm. so keep an eye out on youtube for the exclusive ones that you won't find anywhere okay. else yeah yeah and run down like where can folks find you on the social medias and internet and stuff on <clears throat> uh, everywhere literally everywhere because okay. if you upload to this one aggregator website they put you on on sites i've never even heard of before so spotify soundcloud probably pandora i'm on apple music title that's one i've never okay. used okay. uh a bunch a bunch of other ones dude i couldn't even name them <laughs> but uh yeah and then those are all like the ones where you know if i put it out there then i can make uh you know a half of a cent on it you know because you don't get paid much right um <laughs> and uh but yeah then youtube are like i guess we'll call the exclusives for other stuff so that's where you're gonna find um you know, those cool beats or like, you know, maybe an, an old Dr. Dre beat, you know, mm -hmm. that I want to use or something like shit like that on there. Mm -hmm. The familiar ones and stuff. Right. Um, and then, yeah, those uh, those stories are coming out. There'll be uh, different episodes, we'll say, mm -hmm. of uh, the Morgan Freeman okay. narration. Yeah. Cool. So uh, be on the lookout for those, too. And your YouTube name is? Alfonso Adams. Okay. Yeah, it's same on, on all of it. And Instagram is underscore Alfonso Adams. But on Instagram, if you just type in a name normally, it still usually yeah. comes up. But yeah, Adams, A-T-O-M-S. Okay, good. Because some people, I might do the A-D-A-M-S. Yeah, and Alfonso is A-L-F-O-N-S-O. The Z looks cooler. Maybe I should have went with that. <laughs> um, and then Adams, A-T-O-M-S. And I got that because my middle name is Alfonso. So okay. Some people didn't know. They're like, "Oh, that's a. I thought you came up with that. That's a cool name." I'm like, "No, <laughs> I wanted to come up with a cool name, like you know, like Logic or something like that, you right. know, or or whatever." Um, like Eminem is spelled E M I N E M, but it's yeah. it's the way that like Eminem's candy sounds. Eminem, right. that's the way it sounds. I'm like, "Oh, that's cool." Right. Or I want a cool name that's one word or something. I just, I was like, oh, my middle name's pretty cool. Why don't I just use that? Yeah, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Yeah, so that's where that, that came from. Just cool. for a little context. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I'll be directing folks your way. Thanks. Thanks for coming on and talking about your work, and we're going to have a lot more to talk about, I'm sure. Yes, sir. Thank you so much for having me on, man. And thank you for listening to another episode of the Planet Shivers podcast. Thank you, Nick, for coming on the show. It was great to have him on. And I'll let you guys in on something now. Nick will be back on the show very soon. And he and I are going to be talking a lot of NASCAR. Nick is a big NASCAR fan, like myself. And we got tons to talk about in the next episode. And we're going to try to drag some of those racing fans to Planet Shivers. Also, don't forget, you can check out what I'm up to with podcasts, art, or films on Instagram at Albert Shivers or www.albertshivers.com. 
got a lot of good episodes coming up, not just with Nick and NASCAR, but a lot of fun guests as we count down to episode 100, and I got big plans for that. Don't forget, you can find all the other podcasts on all major podcast platforms. That's iTunes, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a couple more, as well as YouTube with some slow TV type video in the background. I really hope you enjoyed this episode, and until next time, take care of yourself and take care of somebody else.